It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's the turn toward home as the preseason enters its final week. What we're looking for in this final week of the preseason, what we're looking for tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies, and what we're seeing from Paolo Bancaro. It's time for another edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 11th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're taking the turn home on the back nine here of the NBA preseason. The Orlando Magic play two preseason games, including tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. What we need to see from the Magic as we get closer and closer to the end of the preseason, the beginning of the regular season, what we've learned so far about this team, and what we've learned so far about Paolo Bancaro specifically. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We are past the midpoint of the preseason. Magic playing five games this this week uh, is a, a good, you know, they started their preseason last Monday in Memphis. They're beginning another run of preseason games Tuesday at home against Orlando. This is officially the back nine of the preseason. We are almost there. One week from Wednesday, the Orlando Magic will open their season in Detroit against the Detroit Pistons. Definitely go back into our archives, listen to our conversation with Kuka Heel uh, about how the Magic and Pistons are sort of growing up together. So definitely check check that out as you get ready for Wednesday's game. Um, it, there's obviously still a lot of work to do. Um, you know, let's, 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 let's leave it there. Let's start there. 
Um, this Magic team has shown some interesting signs. They've shown they've done some interesting things. They've you know been all over the place. It feels like um, as they get ready for the season, uh, but. There have been some very clarifying moments, too, but there is still a lot of work to do for this group. But uh, in fairness to them, Jamal Mosley is very, very clearly experimenting with some things. They're testing some things out. This is the time to be a little bit unusual, to, to try things, to see what works and what doesn't. Um, and you hope that the players have the maturity to understand that and, and do their work to find their rhythm and get themselves ready. Like, Wendell Carter's had some bad games the game against the Spurs is going to be closer to what he's going to actually do when the season begins. I don't worry so much about him. Franz Wagner's played one game. I'd expect him to play tonight. Expect him to play Friday. He looks comfortable and ready to go out there. You know, he looks he looks very good. Cole Anthony, honestly, I know he's had some struggles shooting-wise. Um, I think he's looked incredibly well and looked incredibly good. Um, just just you know just making good decisions, being smarter about 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 when to attack. And, you know, he's had a little bit of freedom, perhaps, to shoot the ball a little bit more, and, and, and maybe he's being encouraged to do so. A lot of things are going to get reined in when the regular season starts. So you take everything that you see in the preseason with a few grains of salt, and you try and put that into context, understanding of what the team is overall trying to do, and, and maybe we don't know what those goals are right now, um, because winning isn't necessarily the goal right now. Um, as I've said in previous podcasts, though, um, winning is never bad. It is a good sign that the Magic have a couple preseason wins under their belt, or it's, it's maybe not a good sign, but a not a bad sign, um, if that makes sense. Um, but still, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of things to layer onto the team's foundation, and and that's kind of what we want to see here in this last week of the preseason. Um, as we get ready for these last two games, and and, and again, this is more for fans because. We're not in practices. We're not seeing what's being worked on in practice. We're not seeing what the team's goals are heading into these 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 preseason games. And and, and there may be goals that they're that they're trying to achieve with each one of these games, rather than going out there trying to win or give themselves necessarily the best chance to win. It's it's about looking at things. But what we want to see now that we're entering these final two preseason games, now that we're entering this final week, is to begin to tie it all together. To begin to kind of take those threads and bring them in and, and say, okay, this is what we're trying to be. This is who we're trying to be. This is what we're trying to do. Um, and, and, and make that a little bit more clear and clarifying. Look, I, I would say this. The Magic have done a lot of really good things so far in the preseason. I'm, I'm intrigued with their idea of versatility. They've had a lot of centers kind of leading the way as passers. They've had a lot of guards as screeners. They're obviously going five out, letting guys shoot, um, letting their centers and their bigs be playmakers. There are a lot of interesting ideas and a lot of ways that Jamal Mosley and his coaching staff can be creative here. And that part is really exciting. That part is something to kind of perk your eyes up and say, oh, that, 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 that's interesting. I, 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 like, I like this idea or I like the way this is coming together. All that exists, um, and 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 there. If you're watching these games, there are some really bad moments, no doubt about it. There's some ideas that probably should be scrapped, or you know, maybe given one more chance to work here in the preseason before you just throw it out completely. And that's okay. That's what preseason's for. If something doesn't work in the preseason, as long as it's not like a central identity to this team, that's fine. 
Am I a little worried about the Magic's poor first quarters? Absolutely. I, I think that's that's concerning to me. That again, the Magic tried a different starting lineup every game. Uh, they have gotten decent looks um, in those first quarters and just haven't made them. There's there's a lot of things that are both concerning and encouraging about this these starts. And 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 again, Magic deserve a lot of credit for fighting for finding finding their way and and, and kind of clawing their way back into games, but. Obviously, the first quarter, you kind of got set your, your main rotation versus the other team's main rotation. So, that's why I would put a little more emphasis on that. What the Magic need to do, though, is start to bring all these things together. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say it. I will point this out when we talk about the game tomorrow. Um, the Magic need to win the first quarter against Memphis Grizzlies. Or at least the starters need to. Um, I, I think that would put me at ease more than anything else. Um but it would be more of a sign that, yes, all these things that the team are working on, all these things that the team are doing, are starting to come together. Are starting to make sense and starting to play out in a way that will help this team win. In a productive way. And that's really what a lot of things come down to right now. Is can the Magic do things in a productive way to push this team forward, to move this group forward? And that's probably the part we don't know fully yet. Again, th- there are a lot of things that, that, are, that are going really well. Like, RJ Hampton's played extremely well. Paolo Bancaro has gone through some trial and error. They've used him as a playmaker. They've used him in a bunch of different spaces. And he's done well. He's conducted himself well. He's had his struggles. He's made mistakes. Um, but he's found his way. We'll talk about him a little bit more coming up here uh, in a moment. For now, the, the issue for the Magic is just layering it, layering it all on and bringing it all together. And that's what tonight is about. That's what Friday night is about if people play. And that's what the practices leading into next Wednesday are about. As we've, we've tried all these different things in these different boxes. We've tried shooting too much. We've tried Paolo at the point. We've tried a little Franz at the point. We've tried Wendell at, you know, as... A, as a, a, a top of the top of the key guy, we've tried guards as screeners. Watch, watch that. Actually, it's really, really interesting. The Magic talked a lot about versatility with their bigs. Something that is worth watching too is how important it is for guards to be good screeners if the Magic are going to play this way. So watch. You know, you're looking for something to watch in the preseason. Let me give you a homework assignment. Watch guards screening. Watch how the guards screen in these games. The Magic now just have to tie it all together. They've got two games. They've got a week of practice left, a week and a half of practice left. Let's give them that. Um, And then the games start to count. So tonight, we want to see this team take a step forward to bringing all of those disparate things together to finish the preseason strong. We're going to talk a little bit about Paolo Bancaro and how he has looked and how he is starting to look comfortable out on the floor. We'll get to that coming up here in just a minute. A moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and free. 
It's really easy to do. LinkedIn is obviously a large professional network. This is this is this is social media for business people, um, and it, it gives you access to literally the whole world of qualified candidates. So all you have to do is add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hired. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Again, that's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, Locked On Podcast, Locked On Podcast, offers great podcasts throughout the network, covering every team from the NBA, NFL, NHL, and college too. Now is Locked On season, so check them out wherever you download podcasts. I don't want to get into the habit of like evaluating Paolo Bancaro on a game to game basis. Um, yes, he is a huge storyline. Yes, he is a big piece of the Magic's puzzle. Yes. Th- there is a lot to examine, a lot to get excited about with Paolo Bancaro. Um, but what I don't want to happen is to like obsess over him at every moment, at every turn, to be like, oh, how did Paolo do tonight? I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to break that down. Uh, but but we got to give him his chance to breathe and his chance to get better. Um, I've gotten a few, I got a few tweets, a few comments from, from readers and, and from people online you know, a little concerned with Paolo Bancaro's early stat line. You know, eight, I think, what, eight points against the Grizzlies, seven points against the Spurs. He was like three for nine, two for seven, something like that in, in those two games, uh, respectively. Um, that might have been flipped, or two for nine, I think, in the in the Memphis game. Um, people were like a little, let's just say they were a little, uh, a little like, eh, you know, what's what's going on with Paolo? To which I, which I told everyone, like, look, look at the way that they're using him. They're, they're not using him in traditional ways. They're using him in pick and rolls, which he said he is still learning to be comfortable in. Uh, they're using him as a ball handler mostly. They're using him on the perimeter mostly. They're, they're, they're testing him out a little bit. They're testing where they can go with him. And, and 
And so his stat line is, you know, maybe a little unimpressive, but his stat line is fine. He's going to figure it out. He is a smart guy. He is going to get himself ready to go and figure things figure things out for himself. It was, it was never really that much of a concern. Um, having said that, though, uh, you know, obviously, you want to see him have these burst games. You know, I think I talked about this a little bit last year with Jalen Suggs. Um, rookies tend to have big games that prove what they can do within the first two weeks of the season. And, and that is something we're going to watch for, that, that Paolo is getting, getting to that point. Let Friday's game against the Dallas Mavericks then kind of put some of these concerns to rest. The Magic used Paolo in a more traditional setting for him or a more comfortable setting for him. A lot of post-ups, a couple cuts along the baseline. Let him get into a rhythm, and that's when we really started to see Paolo take over. Paolo had, I think, 19 points in Friday's game against Dallas. Was a big part of the Magic coming back in the second and third quarters. Strung a bunch of baskets together. Was able to shoot off the dribble. Was able to take take big men off the dribble. Was able to finesse around big men. Was able to overpower smaller players. He was getting to his spots against Dorian Finney-Smith. And, and, and maybe it's preseason, so Dorian Finney-Smith isn't activating all of his defensive uh, capabilities, but Dorian Finney-Smith's a pretty good defender. He got JaVale McGee on his back one time, was able to post him up, fake him out, and get to the basket for a lay-in, make a really tough shot. And from there, you could just kind of see the rhythm building and, and the comfort building. And, and at this point, that's probably more what the goal is for Paolo Bancaro. Forget roll, forget doing all the creative things that the Magic are trying to do with him, and they're going to do a lot of creative things with him. He is that kind of a player. The goal for the Magic through this maybe first quarter of the season is get him comfortable. Let him feel what it's like to be on an NBA floor. Let him let him explore some parts of his game. Let him make some mistakes. He has a turnover, fine. Takes a bad shot, fine. It's it, it, For the Magic, it's not about making mistakes necessarily. They know they're going to make mistakes. They know they're going to have some struggles. It's about not repeating the same mistakes. I think the way that Jamal Mosley is going to end up pulling players or changing his rotation is if players make repeatedly the same mistake. It's not about making a mistake. Mistakes happen. You learn from them. It's about that learning. It's about not repeating those same mistakes. And and look, Paolo has go, is going to make mistakes. Rookies are bad. I know someone criticized me for saying that. Rookies are bad. You go, you go, even the rookies who you think are good, you ask them what they think about their rookie year, they will probably say, oh, I was terrible. I am so much better now. That's a good thing. You want, I mean, you want rookies to contribute. You want the, you know, the, the goal with any rookie, in my opinion, is just prove you belong in the league. Prove that you have an NBA skill, that, that there's something you can build on. Like Jalen Suggs had, by all intents and purposes, a bad statistical rookie year, but we did learn that he is an elite defender, or he can be an elite defender. That's something. That's something to build on. So he may not be a superstar player like we all thought on draft night, but he can contribute something on an NBA floor. That's a good rookie year. And so obviously he can build upon that and, and continue continue to get better. Um, this is, this is um, part of what we have to see from Paolo Vicaro. And so... Friday night, we saw him get comfortable. And we saw how easy it was for him to score once he's comfortable. Once, you know, he kind of puts away some of the things that he's been struggling with. I think generally a problem the Magic have had throughout preseason is a little bit of overthinking. Uh, I think that there is such a desire 
to improve, to get better. Um, that there's been such a stress on limiting mistakes, on not, uh, uh, you know, again, limiting mistakes, not um, not repeating the same mistakes, you know, trying to overpass sometimes, trying to be a little too unselfish. Um, I, I think the Magic's biggest problem in the preseason has been this fear of making mistakes. And mistakes are natural. If you're going to be aggressive, you're going to make mistakes. And, and I think that's something that Jamal Mosley wants his team to do more of is be aggressive, be decisive, be assertive, um, learn from your mistakes, learn your reads, but don't be afraid to engage. Don't be afraid to not necessarily force things, be smart about it, but to, 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 to put your thumb down a little bit, put your thumb on the scale a little bit. Paolo Ben Carroll's talked about it, how uh, in the first game against Memphis, he felt like he was a little indecisive, that he wasn't, you know, again, he just wasn't comfortable. He's out there for the first time. You know, he didn't feel sped up. I, I think the tape would disagree with that. Um, he didn't feel sped up, but he felt like he didn't make quick decisions. Um, you know, I, I tell people I work with all the time, I work in live TV, that, you know, I'd rather you be wrong and be decisive than be wrong and try and correct the mistake. Um, you know, you know, I'd rather not you not be wrong, obviously, uh, but if you're going to be wrong, commit to being wrong. Commit to it. I'd rather you commit to that decision than try and go back. It's, a, it's something I have to learn sometimes too. Is, is I will I will try and go back and go back. You know when it's too late because the going back is where more mistakes are made, where the mistakes start to pile up. And I think that's part of the message that Jamal Mosley is trying to send. And, and so I think we saw a little bit of that with Paolo Bancaro early on in the preseason, where you know, and, and we're seeing with the team at large where they're a little bit afraid to make mistakes. You know, they're making quick decisions. I, I love how quickly the ball can move, but it's not really getting anywhere. It's not getting in the paint. It's not creating opportunities for everyone else. Again, one thing I do really like about the way the Magic run their offense is when it works, when they're all on the same page, when they're, they're moving kind of in concert and that ball is popping, they're getting really good shots. Um... It's just about having that right mindset and being able to break down the defense enough to get to that point, to trust those instincts. Um, and I think, again, that's something that's being built. And it's being built with Paolo as much as anyone. To trust his instincts, to trust that, hey, he belongs here. He can do what he wants here. He can get to his spots here. Uh, and he can create for others. And he's going to make the right play. I think part of Paolo's problem, and, and, and again, maybe it comes down to saying in tonight's game or in Friday's game, Take 20 shots. Don't care how you do it. Don't care. You know, be smart. Do it within the offense. We could talk about that later. Get your shots tonight. I'd like to see him, honestly, tonight against Memphis, tell him to take 20 shots. Doesn't matter how, you know, be smart about it. Obviously, be smart about it within the confines of the offense, but get your looks. Get your shots up tonight. Why not? It's experimenting time, right? Um, I, I, I think that part of Paolo's problem is he's, trying to defer to older players. He's, he's trying to be the rookie. And I think one thing that's going to happen at some point in the season is a veteran player, probably Wendell Carter, um, he's kind of the voice that I would trust the most to deliver this message. Someone is going to go up to him and say, hey, you're the guy. We need you to lead this team. Someone has to give, some, a veteran player has to kind of give him the permission because Paolo wants to be a good teammate. Paolo wants to be a winning player. And so I think what we're seeing in the preseason is a little bit of the struggle of he's not quite yet comfortable, so he's deferring to other players 
uh, when he does have the capability of taking over. And again, it's for him, a lot of the season is about learning when to do that, how to do that, where his spots are, what he can do at this level, um, and, and, and what he can do within this offense. And, and again, I think I think those are all things that we do need to learn, and, and he needs to learn, and all that. So Friday's game was a very good sign because it looked for the first time that Powell was really comfortable on the court. That he understood where his spots were, he understood how to get where he needed to go, he understood, he was in rhythm shooting-wise, he was making shots, and everything just looked really, really easy and comfortable within the flow of the offense. And if he'd played the fourth quarter, he would have had a lot more than 19 points with the game that he was raring up to have. We're going to talk a little bit more about what to expect for in tonight's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Some keys as the Magic return to the Amway Center for the first time this preseason. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. They also have, of course, Rookie of the Year odds. They have most improved player odds if you want to bet Markel Fultz, Wendell Carter, Jalen Suggs. They're all on that list. Plus, they've got the opening line for the Magic's game against the Pistons. I think I saw Pistons minus 4.5. That could be worth uh, taking a look at. The fastest and easiest way to check out on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So the Orlando Magic take on the Memphis Grizzlies tonight at 7 o'clock. Um, I, I always find it interesting when the, te- when the team's scheduled to play the same team in the preseason twice uh, or a couple times. A funny preseason scheduling quirk. This is the first time I, I, I can remember in a while that was not a lockout season or a shortened season that the Magic are not playing the Miami Heat in the preseason. Um, you know, Again, usually geography is a little convenient there, uh, but the Magic not playing the Heat this preseason. I, I, I'm curious what's going on there. Uh, nevertheless, um, the Magic getting a second crack at the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Memphis is a really good team. They're really disciplined defensively. They do a good job keeping teams out of the paint. They, they, they're nail, they're nail, nail help defense. You want to notice something about the way the, about the Grizzlies tonight. Uh, their defender, their, their Stephen Adams, whoever their center is, is going to plant himself at the free throw line. Um, just some basketball jargon. Whenever anyone says the nail they mean the middle of the free throw line. Um, if, if you played basketball before, you probably know this trick. There is usually a dot or some type of marker on the free throw line or around the free throw line to tell you kind of where the basket is, to line you up with the basket. That is commonly referred to as the nail. Um, it maybe used to be a nail. It's When I was growing up, it was uh, usually, it looked like it was honestly like pencil mark. Um, 
you always kind of look down and try and find it. Um, sometimes it's a, a, a crease between the, between the, the, the floorboards on, on real basketball courts. I don't think they draw it on there. Um, but nevertheless, um, the, the, they are a nail help defense. So they're going to have a help defender right on the free throw line uh, to kind of deter any action toward the paint, uh, especially from the top of the key. Um, this is, uh, you know, this makes things difficult for a team like the Magic that doesn't isolate can't break down defenses particularly well, it, it clogs up the lane for cutters and forces you to shoot threes over them. Forces you to make smart interior passes because Memphis will take turnovers and run on them like crazy like they did in the first game, uh, 33 points off 25 turnovers. Um, it, 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 it clogs space um, and, and forces you to make threes. That's why the Magic took 54 threes in that first game. What's interesting and exciting about this is we do get to see kind of a direct comparison of progress. Um, yes, Memphis will be a little bit different. Yes, Orlando will be a little bit different. Everyone's working on different things. But we will get a, a clearer measure of sort of the progress the Magic are making. Are the Magic improving on the turnovers? They're down to 19 on Friday. I think they'd like to see that number continue to come down. Are the Magic improving in transition defense? Memphis had, I think, 30 fast break points in that first game. A lot of it from the turnovers. Uh, but Orlando has to do a better job just protecting the ball and getting back in transition. Memphis is a team that will kill you in transition. It's one of the big kind of things that stood out in both losses last year to Memphis. Uh, Memphis, I think, had 34 fast break points in the second game in Memphis last year. They can feast on fast break points if you're not careful. And so you have to be precise against them uh, because they're so good at running running out. Um, one thing I would like to see is the Magic defend John Morant a little bit better. Um, the Magic have struggled against both superstars they played in John Morant and uh, and Luka Doncic. Both kind of had their ways, got their work in, and, and were done. Again, who knows? Maybe the Magic aren't deploying their full superstar defense uh, defense capabilities yet. Um, but still, you'd like to see that kind of marked improvement. So for me, what I'm watching for tonight is really it, it all starts with the offense, to be perfectly honest, because I didn't think the Magic were that bad defensively uh, last Monday. Their half-court defense, I thought, was generally pretty fine. Um, it was transition and all the turnovers and, and fouling that was really killer. And, and the Magic are doing a better job reducing their fouling. Still a little bit of an issue. I think they had 24 fouls in Friday's game after committing 27 in the first two games. Just a whole lot fewer free throws um, in Friday's game than in the pre and then in the first two preseason games. What, the, what I want to see for the Magic, then, is protecting the ball, uh, better flow offensively, finding ways to touch the paint. That was a big struggle last Monday. Um, and just kind of executing at a higher level. Like I said, now is the time to start tying everything together. Now is the time to start bringing all of these disparate ideas, all these thoughts, all of it. It's time to bring it all together and start looking toward the regular season. Start playing toward the regular season. And I think the Magic can do that. Um, there's, there's no reason to think that they, that they can't, that they can't begin to put all these pieces together. But it's going to take some work. And it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of development to get there. And tonight is a huge test for the Orlando Magic to get there. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, all of these podcasts to your podcast and listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter, at omagicdaily. On tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic, we'll recap the Magic's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic your first listen every day. 
For your second listen, go check out the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview, a six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts, including me, and the NBA insiders of Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey all combining into one Ultimate NBA Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The contenders were up first yesterday, so you can check out that podcast. Check out, uh, look out for the tankers, because we are coming for you pretty soon on the podcast. Check it out. Check it out every day this week um, as we get you ready for the NBA season. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Will Brock and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.